Welcome to The Unicorn Entrepreneur, the podcast that teaches women entrepreneurs how to create a business that earns more money. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury-Brown, attorney, wife, French bulldog mom, beach bum, and owner of a multiple six-figure business. And I'm excited to teach you how to become a unicorn entrepreneur. This podcast is for you if you have a business or want to start a business and want to learn the tricks and tools to get your first client, your first six figures, and so much more than that. If you want more money and more satisfaction, you're in the right place. Pull up your seat. Let's go get them, unicorns. Hey guys, how are you? I feel like it's been a long time. <laughs> I batch record my episodes, so sometimes it's like a few weeks before I'm recording and I like miss you guys. I miss all of the research and study and just the com- camaraderie. Like you guys are all friends, business besties in my head. I've been doing great. Uh, the first of the year is coming soon and I'm definitely in reflection mode so aware of the fact that 2020 2020 has been a very emotionally taxing mentally taxing year on on us all and I'm just like all right what can I talk about to help my entrepreneurs my business besties my unicorn friends get stuff done, get it done. So it's just been in my spirit to have a series, well, to talk about productivity and how to get it done today. And that's what I'm going to do in this episode. And January, it's going to be heavy is the weight of the crown management series, like, you know, managing yourself, managing a business, you know, everybody wants to be the boss, but it costs to be the boss. So I'm so excited I'm researching and outlining and recording away about that. And I'm so excited in February. February is my favorite month. It's Black History Month. It's my birthday month. It's my anniversary, wedding anniversary month. And it's just, it gives me all the feels. I'm excited. So in February, I'm launching my baby, the course. I don't have an exact date. We will be doing early um, rollout for those who are interested in being in this beta launch. So we're only gonna take a limited amount of people and we're just gonna get real focused. I think that 2020 has really, really showed everybody where the cracks is. Like in 2021, you can't have one stream of income. In 2021, you wanna make sure that you have a lot of control over your time and over your money. And being attached to someone else's company leaves you very vulnerable, right? You don't know how they're managing. You don't, if that, if you were to be fired, you don't have another stream of income. So I'm a huge proponent of everyone having either a full-on business making, you know, seven figures, six figures, or just even a side hustle. You have to have multiple streams of income And I always say that our time is the biggest, biggest currency that we have. And it's very finite. What I found is being an entrepreneur, I get to control my time, which is my favorite part. And 
you stop trading time for money. Once you become a master at being productive, which is today's episode, and making money, understanding how to make money, you understand that you don't have to work yourself in the ground and have five jobs and no sleep in order to make a lot of money. You may have to do that for a period of time to some extent, because I'm not going to lie, I did. But once you've mastered it and then you hire and you own your time, and that is just, we can't get that back, cannot get that back. So that's been in my spirit. I'm so excited to teach and share with my friends so we all can just, whatever our individual goals are, define those goals with specificity and execute and then live the lives. You know, you know, I love to say our big, fat, juicy unicorn lives, whatever that is for you. And so I'm so, so excited. So for those who don't know, I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury of FeliciaAllisonBunbury.com. Welcome to another episode of The Unicorn Entrepreneur. If you're new, welcome to this community. I focus on women, but these principles, like all truths, apply to anyone. So if you are a man... A woman who identifies as a man, a man who identifies, this is going to work. I focus on women um, because I am a woman and there are things unique that we have to deal with that sort of make this process harder. Some of us are single mothers. Some of us just have to deal with certain things in the workplace that maybe a man doesn't have to. And we definitely need that safe space to sort of talk about that. But I welcome, because I now know that I have some um, male unicorns that listen. I love my male unicorns. I love men. I'm married to one. Um, Some of my favorite people are men. So it's not that we're pro-women here. We're focused on women here. This is for women entrepreneurs who want to rebel against the status quo and dare to dream and have the lives of their dreams. And I teach six tenants. That should be up on my site. If you want to go to Felicia... Bunbury.com. And um, today's episode, we're going to focus on the execution of things. One gift that I got from God, everyone has gifts, but I um, I took um, the strength finders and I have um, an activate and execution strength. And that's just something that I've been blessed with my personality. Um, so it's a little easier for me than other people, but I am in execution mode. I'm not like someone who's just going to dream and who's going to be uh, thinking and, you know, I'm going to get it done. And um, I think you have to have the get it done in you in order to have any measure of success in anything. And it's something that, you know, when I'm coaching and I'm, you know, I'm teaching, I'm hearing a lot of, well, I don't, you know, this busyness lie. I'm going to do a whole nother podcast on that. This busyness lie, this perfectionism lie, this I don't know lie. Uh, first of all, a lot of people have to fake it to their make it. And you just have to start um, in order to get that snowball rolling and eventually you'll figure it out. If you're, work, if you're waiting for perfectionism, it's not going to happen. That's just something you're doing to prevent yourself from failure. At the essence of it, a lot of this has to do with self-esteem. You know, a lot of this has to do with worthiness. And I'm here to tell you, you're worthy. You're loved. You are qualified. I just qualified you. Boom. There are people who are less qualified than you who are making more money. Let that sit down. 
let's let's like marinate in that for a second. There's people who are less qualified and are making more money. You have to have a men the mentality of a savage. You have to put your why on your back and execute. What's your why? Your mama. You know, you want to you want to take care of your mama's health, your your daddy's health, your children, your legacy. If you're a little older, what's your legacy? You were here. You were creative. Why? You know, were you created just to live a mediocre life? Were you created just to work on someone else's dream? Were you created just to like always have these dreams inside of you that you never execute on? That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. You were created for a reason. No, I do not believe that everybody's supposed to be like a multi-millionaire and make, if that's not in your heart, that's not in your heart, but you should not be struggling. The, the, the Bible talks about us being lenders and not borrowers. If you are consistently in the space of lack, of scarcity, of need, there, you're not in alignment in your life. And you need to get out there. At the very minimum, your basic needs should be met and you should be in the position to lend, lend knowledge, lend money, lend time. I always say like the, some of the most hardworking people I know are broke because broke is a mentality and it's a curse. And I bind that up and I throw it back in the pit to hell where that came from. We don't believe that here. So yes, today's episode is on how to get it done, how to get ish done, how to execute, how to make it happen, happen. You know what I mean? And um, I, I'm a studier. I'm a nerd. I study the greats. I study the people who got it done. I know I have no excuse. This episode is dedicated to my grandma, Ernestine Maxwell Cordes. She's 79 years old. She came to this country from Guyana. She had her why on her back. I'm getting emotional. She had her five children and her husband on her back. She came by herself. When she came to this country, she did not know how to, she was illiterate. My grandma was illiterate. She could, she told me, and she probably says that my grandpa used to write her love letters back in Guyana, South America, where we're from, and she could not even write them back. She had to work to help take care of the household, okay? So she was not able to get education back in Guyana. And that, those times, you had to pay for your children to go, to go to school. Her father died young, and my great-grandma, Gameng, whom I knew up until I was 28 when she died at 94, had to do it alone. I come from a long line of execution women, okay? That is my legacy. But this episode is to my grandma, Ernestine Maxwell Cordes, 79 years old. This woman came to a country by herself, cleaned houses, okay? Did hair, sent for her husband, sent for her five kids, became a homeowner. So first my grandpa and I had to shot, shot him out too. He worked two or three jobs so that my grandma could be a stay-at-home mom to the five children. And then my grandma, once you know my aunts and uncles and mom became of a certain age, she went back to school. She became an RN. In her 50s when she was fired, she decided to again put her family in her back. My grandpa cashed out his 401k 
he cashed out his 401k and she started an assistant living facility. They owned two, they owned two. And they had, they went from, my grandma went from someone who was illiterate, who got her GED, who got her uh, associates, who got her bachelor's, who worked and helped to provide, put, I have, my mom is one of five, all of them are educated, all of them have great jobs, nobody has a criminal record, everybody knows the Lord. That is her legacy, what is yours? This, this, this episode goes out to my grandma because I never felt like I could have an excuse. Okay, I'm not illiterate, I wasn't illiterate, I didn't have five kids to feed and a husband. I had it much easier. I wasn't brought up in abject poverty. So there was no excuse. Okay. Right. My, I, I, and you know, my mom, she's the queen. She's my best friend. And I always say, if I can be a 10th of the woman she is, I'm better than everybody else. She's, she's one of kind. She's the ultimate unicorn because my mom got married young as a teenager. My mom uh, had my sister, as a married woman at 17, had me at 21, had my brother at 25. My mom is a nurse practitioner. She's about to start her own business. My mom owns two homes. I'm not saying this braggadocious, but she went from being a, a, a teenage mom. She went into being in a challenging marriage to being divorced at 29 with three kids. She got her ASN and her BSN and then now her master's. And now she's doing very well for herself. And now she's about to open a business. What's your excuse? Were you, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of excuses because I've come from executioners. I come from a long line of executioners. And they say, Felicia, you didn't have any excuse. You didn't have, you're not a teenage mother. You're not in abject poverty. You're not illiterate. Why aren't you the president of the United States yet? They want to know what's up. So I'm not a fan of excuses. So I'm your friend, but I'm going to kick that hiney. We're going to get you together in 2021. 2020 and the pandemic and the president elect, presidential election and the guy who didn't text you and your mom liking your brother better or whatever, those are excuses. We're going to talk about how to get it done. So you can't talk about productivity but without talking about focus. And I love this saying focus is more important than intelligence because what we focus on develops and manifests in our life. What you focus on is what manifests in your life. So if you're focusing on snacking and eating, you're going to be 300 pounds or 400 pounds or whatever. If you're focused on your relationship with God, if you're focused on what your purpose is, if you're focused on creating a business, those things are going to grow. If you're focused on gossip, who got voted off the island, you focused on if Nicki Minaj's butt is real or not, if you're focused on whatever the foolishness, and trust me, the foolishness has a place, but please execute 90% of the time and have time for foolishness 10% of the time. Because I, I do partake in a little bit of foolishness, but I'm mostly in execution mode. So what you focus on, and if you take, if you audit the time that you spend, if you have the, if you have the time to spend four, to watch four episodes of something on Netflix or TV, if you have the time to gossip about so-and-so 
whoever, this, that, and the third. If you have the time to argue about foolishness, you have the time to invest in why you were created and your dream, the thing that you want to be your legacy. So what you focus on, on is what you manifest in your life. If your life is not manifesting the things you claim that are important to you, I challenge you. If you do an audit of your time, I guarantee that you're spending your time on foolishness. And I've been very guilty. I'm speaking to myself. <laughs> I've been guilty of that, but I get myself together and I get focused. So focus is a key ingredient here. Now, to be successful, you must develop mental toughness. I have an episode I recorded about relentlessness or how to be resilient. Both, I will try to put that in the show notes for you guys. Um, but mental toughness is so, so important because this is how it goes. First, an idea is implanted into us. Now we're pregnant with the idea. We feel that idea inside of us. We feel like we want more. We're not content. That feeling like, oh, I need change. That is the Holy Spirit. You don't believe in that? You know, eat the fish, take out, you know, eat the fish, spit out the bones. I believe in it. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you that change is needed, that the course needs to be changed, right? These feelings, this angst, and you need to lean into it. But first you get impregnated with an idea and you feel a discontentment at your job. You feel a discontentment within your marriage. You feel a discontentment within your social circle, okay? And then now you need to identify what the next move is going to be. You need to identify what the next move is going to be. And then once you feel those pains, the next thing you need to do is start to prepare for the birth. When you give birth to something, your life is never going to be the same as it was before because now you have to make room for the new idea. And that's something I want to talk about a little bit. The environment has to be conducive for this, for this new idea, this seed to grow and flourish. You have to water it. You have to plant it in the right kind of soil. You have to expose it to the right kind of sunlight, okay, for, in order for it to flourish. That, that is so key. So this episode came about because I often get asked, how do I start, Felicia? How do I create this space to get this stuff done that I want to do? Be, you know, then the because, you know, all the reasons why I can't because I'm too old. It's going to take me too long to go back to school. I can't because, you know, I cook, I clean, I do all of this stuff. I can't because, you know, whatever, I can't, you know, Whatever excuse you want to think of, understand I'm sick. I can't because I can't because. Well, I don't believe in the word can't. So that's number one. So don't come to me with any can't statements. I don't believe in it. It's BS. Next. And my mom likes to say that next. But you have to create an environment conducive for what you're trying to do. So that does mean eliminating things. Okay. And what I'm going to talk to you about in this episode are the tenets, the principles, the truths that I have studied that have worked for the great, the high achievers, and that are working for me. Okay. As always, I want you to eat the fish, spit out the bones. All right. What works for you, use it. If you don't agree with it, that's fine. This concept that you have to agree with everything someone says that you are listening to a teacher 
You don't. Everyone is different. We can agree to disagree on certain things, but take certain things, whatever is speaking to you is what the Holy Spirit wants you to work on. So don't feel overwhelmed by the enormity of the list. You identify what your weekend, hone in on that, work on that. Once you perfect that or come up with a plan and execute in that area, go on to the new thing, so on and so forth. I have to rinse, repeat these things myself as well, because we're all human, having human experience, and we all have moments of weakness. So, you know, they always, I, I teach things I need most as well, because I get tired, I get weary, life ha come, gets in the way, and I have to sometimes say, no, uh, uh what are your principles? What do you believe in? Let's simplify this thing. And these are the things that have worked for, for me. I'm giving you five things. We're going to call it five things that you can do to be more productive, to get it done, to shake it up. Don't come with me with the I can't. No such thing. It's not that you can't. It's just that it's hard and you don't want to. You can do hard things. All right. I want you. Let's just take a moment before I go into these five things. Think about some of the worst things you've been through as a child, worst things that you have been through as an adult. You've been fired, you've been broken up with, okay? You've had no money. Um, you've dealt with the death of a loved one, a death of a pet. You've, felt, you've dealt with a bad diagnosis and you're still here now. So that's evidence right there that you can do hard things and survive. So I don't want you to believe the lies, the stinking thinking. I don't want you to believe those lies, those are lies. So if you need to, when we're done with, when you're just done listening to this episode, write down one or two things that you have come through. I, my, I've buried my dad. <laughs> well, he was cremated, but you get the point. And that's still one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do in my life. And anytime things become hard for me, I'm like, Felicia, you're, you're on the other side of this and you're still standing. It did not take you out. So what are some hard things that you've been through that, have proven to you that, listen, life will knock the wind out of you, but you will get to the other side. We can do hard things. And P.S., by the way, here's the memo. Hard things will continue to happen. Beautiful things will continue to happen. Amazing things will continue to happen. You will fall in love. You will have a first kiss. You will find, you will sign your first a client in your business. You will have financial freedom eventually. You'll get to snuggle up with your favorite pet. You'll be on vacation in your favorite spot. These beautiful things. And let me tell you something, the uppercuts are coming too. You might as well get strong, okay? Get strong, get strong or be eaten up by it. And unicorns, we're gonna get strong, right? So here we go, the five things to do to be more productive, to get stuff done, to get ish done. I say that, I've said this in multiple episodes, I'm going to continue to say it. Studies have shown that the average person has to hear something 22 times before they internalize it, okay? What you meditate on is what you will manifest. That's like when we can listen to the same song, watch the same show, eat the same thing. Okay, so these principles are true. And what you need to do is if you're struggling, make sure you're listening to it every day. That right now I'm struggling a little bit. Like for instance, in general, I'm not the most forgiving person. I'm a little bit, I can be a little bit of a scorekeeper and someone who holds a little bit of a grudge. That's against God, that's not cool. I am meditating journaling, 
on scriptures about forgiveness because it's an area that I lack. So if you're something you've been wanting to do, be more productive, lose weight, whatever, you need to meditate on it until you internalize it, until you execute. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the tools and tricks that help unicorn entrepreneurs level up their businesses. Now to increase revenue, add more zeros to your bank account, it's necessary to create, nurture, and convert the tribe. I've used several email service providers and I've discovered that ConvertKit is the best by far. They're flexible, easy to use, and they have amazing customer service. That's not all. ConvertKit makes it super easy to give out opt-ins or lead magnets. You can also add multiple lead magnets and forms to the same list, which is awesome. ConvertKit also makes it super easy to automate emails to your tribe. Wanna sign up and support this podcast? Great, go to the show description and double click the relevant link. Now back to the show. All right, number one, rise early. You need to rise early. That's the number one thing. Get your most important tasks done first. When you have the most energy, get your, I always make a list and on my to-do list, I sometimes may have 10 things for the day. I break the list into three different categories. I always have three things in my A category. Those are the three things that I have. If that's the only thing I got done in the day, it would be a successful day. For my entrepreneurs or my wannabe entrepreneurs out there, as the big kahuna, the solo entrepreneur, or the boss in your business, you need to be focusing your money on things that generate revenue. I often ask myself, what are you doing right now? Is it causing you to make more money in your business? Or is it something that can be delegated to someone else whose activity brings in less money for the business? Okay, so I have my list broken into three things, A, B, C, A, hot, urgent things must get done. Okay, B, it would be nice to get to those things. C, that's aspirational. If I'm having a perfect day and I'm, I, I did it all and I'm every woman and I'm super woman, I get all those things done. This way you go for the, you get those three things done and that's it. Like today, for instance, this is a Sunday, which is a magical day for me. I love Sundays, but I had the goal of doing some billing in my business. I did that. Recording a podcast, I'm doing that. And the next thing I'm going to do is do one hour of exercise. And those are the three things that I have to get done. Anything else I get done is going to be in the B or C category, and it didn't have to get done. And this way, you can have some grace with yourself. This way, you can, because life gets in the way, right? The dog has diarrhea. You have to take her to the vet. You're not feeling well. You got a migraine. You get a call, your friend is going through something, but you have to make sure you're disciplined. Now, if you do things early in the morning before those things that pull you away from your goals, that's the magic. It's before the kids get up. It's before the dog gets up. It's before the husband gets up. It's before the team members come with all their questions. So for me, the magic is in the morning. It's scientifically shown that people are most productive to get more work done before 12 than they do in the whole entire day. So there's science behind it. 
there's the practicality behind it because other, if other people aren't up and it's quiet, you just can focus. And how I always say is do your have to get done things, your robust task in the day, early morning, administrative things done in the afternoon and in the evening reflect. And a pro tip or a unicorn tip is to make sure you do a to-do list. I actually give a, a project and assignment list to all my team members and I draft that or conceive that at night. That is not something I could abdicate. I was abdicating that to my directors, my director of operations, but then I felt too removed from the business and also like what exactly is getting done. So at nights, I look through everything, I make the task list, I send out the email to the respective team members. And it also focuses me, okay, these are the things that need to happen. You have to have your hands in everything as the as, as the big kuna, as the unicorn, as the chief unicorn in charge, okay? So get it done early, rise early. The second thing, I kind of actually conflated that with the first thing, which is to create a to-do list. You have to have a to-do list. Uh, for me, it's gold because again, the husband needs this, the puppy needs this, my brother's sisters are going through this, my brothers and sisters are going through this, my best friend needs this, my team members, this person is calling out sick, this one's dog is going to pass away. So all of the things happen. If you don't have a to-do list, you're unfocused, you're like a string in the wind. You have to be focused. And then you also have to have the self-respect and integrity to say no to everything that's not on your to-do list. And no is a full sentence. Can you come to coffee? No. Can you, can you jump on this meeting? No. Hello. Oh, you're bossy. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, and I'm protective of my time, <laughs> whatever you want to say. But the devil and the hater and the fun snatchers want you not to be productive. And then, then you're going to be broke like them. And then who's going to be able to lend them the money? Come on. Let's have the real conversation. So now let's go to thing number three. Protect your energy. Oh, I'm going to say that again with the people in the back. Protect your energy. Now here comes the science. There's something called decision fatigue. Science call it decision fatigue. And it's based on the idea that people have a limited amount of mental space or capacity. Okay. And there, like I said, there's science behind this. There was a study conducted, check this out. And there was group A, they were given a series of shopping decisions to make, right? They made those decisions. All right. Group B, they were just given some choices you know, and then both groups were given a willpower test. Um, a willpower test, for example, might be your ability to abstain from eating something you really wanted to eat or something of that sort. And group A, the decision makers scored significantly less than group B. Well, this is evidence and that's something I've always known. Energy, <laughs> protect it. There's, you only have a finite amount of energy in the day. You only have a finite amount of energy in the day. If you feel drained, that is because you're making a lot of decisions. Some people want to make, uh, spend their energy making like 
decisions that don't make a difference about nothing important, like what you're eating, what you're wearing, what you're going to do in five months, or just even thinking about what you would do if then situations that are not really in existence right now. Well, you're wasting your energy. <laughs> I tend to eat the same things uh, Monday through Friday. I tend to wear the same things when I don't have to look, you know, dressed up. I have hair that I wear in the house. I have basic outfits that I wear and I don't want to think about it. A lot of times my husband will come, he's such a sweetheart, and say, oh, do you want this to eat? No, no, you make that decision. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't even want to make the decision. I don't want to make the decision because it's going to take, I have to make decisions all day, every day. And I need to make sure that I have the, I'm spending my energy on robust decisions and I'm not spending my energy on nonsense, like what to watch on TV. I hate to spend 20 to 30 minutes looking for something to watch. So I tend to watch the same things. And when it's, those things are done, then I start watching something else. I don't like to look, it's a waste of my energy. I don't even like to think about, oh, what am I going to listen to? None of it. And before I never really understood, I'm so protective of my energy that even when I'm in a car, I don't like just for random songs to be playing actually because it can mess up your energy. And like my husband, we were dating, he thought I was pretty like out there because of it. And then I heard Oprah say the same thing and she broke it down. I was like, oh, I get it. Basically, she said that she doesn't like uh, when people are coming to pick her up and take her to the airport. I think she was talking to Gail in an interview. She said she doesn't like uh, songs to be played because if you if a song comes on, all of a sudden she's crying because it's like an ex-boyfriend or it's like something that reminds her. It, it, it takes you emotionally different places. So I'm very protective of, you know, what I consume as far as content. I don't like negativity. I don't like, if I'm very tired, I'm not, I'm not like looking at complicated things that require me to follow along. Like I won't look at something that has subtitles and I have to read it in a different language, protecting my energy. Let's keep it simple. Okay, let's keep it simple. So that's something that I have found. There was a second study that shows that judges were more likely to grant parole in the morning than the afternoon. My former criminal defense attorney, okay? And I will tell you that this is true. And the reason behind that is that when a judge is making a decision about whether to grant parole, they have to think uh, all the moving factors of, is this person likely to recommit this crime? When they're inundated with person after person after person after legal argument after motion after objection in the afternoon, it's just easier, human beings, to just deny it altogether instead of going through all the mental Olympics to make that decision. So what are we going to do with this information? Simplify your life and leave your mental capacity for creativity and robust problems. Unicorns limit making unimportant decisions limit it. Wear the same thing. Like you can keep it sexy. I have like sexy robes that I wear because, you know, I'm newly married or little tiny shorts that I like my husband likes. So I'm not saying look, I'm not co-signing looking crazy. That's not what's happening. You can keep it simple. I have some wrap dresses that I like to wear. We don't have to complicate it. 
Okay, unless you're a fashion model, you don't have to complicate it. Number four, develop mini habits. This is kind of like my favorite thing. This is one of the themes you're also going to hear in a lot of my work, a lot of my thoughts, a lot of my teachings. A mini habit is something you, is, I call it low-hanging fruit. So for instance, go for the low-hanging fruit. Don't start too big. So in my personal life, what I can say is after, prior to getting married, I had like a personal trainer. I was in the gym. I did all, you know, I did all things trying to get as snatched as possible for the wedding. After we came back from the honeymoon, well, first of all, honeymoon, we just ate like, you know, there was no tomorrow. We didn't really work out. So I sort of broke that habit. Then when we came back into our new, like, you know, marital joint place, it was COVID and, you know, furloughed and this and that. And I was scared for my business. And so I stopped working out and kept eating like, you know, there was no tomorrow. And I put on some weight and I wanted after a few months of this and then things getting busy again in, in my business, my law firm business, I decided I want to develop the habit of working out again, but I was so mentally tapped out. I had to fire uh, an employee, not because of COVID, just because the act light wasn't inconsistent with what I needed it to be. I had to rehire and I had to deal, being a newlywed in the COVID environment, it was a lot of new, new and me trying to navigate that. So I didn't have the mental capacity or willpower to want to work out again and eat right again as I was doing. So I got a Peloton and uh, for the first two months, the commitment I made was so simple. Just please just work out for 10 minutes. That's all you owe yourself. 10 minutes every day because you work from home. So I'm not walking around. I'm not going to court. I'm not doing anything in person. And 10 minutes a day, that's it. So I kept that. And lots of times I would do 20 and 30 minutes. And once that habit was built, um, and this is actually, I just got my pulse on July 31st. So this is very new. Once that habit was built, I kept that for the first couple of months, just 10 minutes minimum. Then I was able to build on that. And I'm presently to the point where I work out 300 minutes a week between weight training and jogging and the bike. It took me two or three months to get to the point where I was like, all right, now I feel like I can add on to this. And now it's a strong enough habit. So go for the low hanging fruit. You want to write a book, just write a page a day. You want to read a book, just read, you know, read a page a day. You want to lose weight, just commit to walk, you know, walking around the block. You don't have to have a Peloton walking around the block for, you know, one time go for the low hanging fruit. And what happens is that we build confidence in ourselves. A lot of times since we've dishonored ourselves and we've broken promise again and again and again, it's almost like, you know, ouch, I don't want to disappoint myself again. So when you get into the habit of just making that fruit, the low hanging fruit, the simplest thing, and you can see, oh, I'm doing it. I've been reading the book, the one page a day. I've been on the bike 10 minutes a day. You know, I've, I've listened to one podcast a week on topics that I need assistance with. Then you start to trust yourself and then you can build on it. And then it's such a beautiful thing once you trust yourself and you honor yourself and you love on yourself. And then you start to do the things that are inside of yourself. And it just, it's just so amazing. It, it's the best feeling. That's where the self-confidence comes from. A lot of times, a lot of us, we're not self confidence, self-confidence, 
yourself is the relationship you have with yourself. We've broken so many promises to ourselves. We've disappointed ourselves so many times that we've broken our own heart. And then we don't even have the expectation of other people, employees, spouses to treat us right. Cause we don't treat, our, treat ourselves right. I, one of my favorite books, The Four Agreements, there's a, there's a, a passage that says that you only allow other people to hurt you to the extent that you've hurt yourself. Ooh. So what I say is don't hurt yourself. <laughs> stop the pain. Stop, stop the dishonoring. Stop loving yourself well and build up those habits. So five is the last thing is keep the main thing the main thing. You know, my husband and I were just watching a sermon from our pastor. Pastor, we go to live in Orlando, um, Pastor Ty Tribbett, and he was talking about the concept of not letting your sin have blindfolds on you to where you can't focus on what God has for you. Here goes that word again, focus. And that's what it ties into this. You want to keep the main thing, the main thing. Let's keep it simple. This is for the people who have 50 million ideas and trying to do 30 things at the same time and all, mm -mm -mm. keep it simple. Find the one thing that you want to focus on right now, then simplify it, go for the low hanging fruit and that's step one. Once you do that thing, so what does that look like as far as being an entrepreneur? I remember I was working for the firm I was working for right at the time when I decided I'm going to start my own firm. And then I started to listen to podcasts about starting your own business and then starting a virtual business. Then I drafted a business plan. Then I formed an LLC. Then I opened a bank account. Then I went to a CPA to, you know, have someone educate me, free consultation about, you know, what I need to be doing uh, tax-wise. Then I, then I. So it's one step at a time. And Sometimes when we look at something that's big, like I want to be have six figures, it seems so enormous that it can be overwhelming and crippling. But if you simplify it is, all right, let me, let me listen to people who've done what I want to do. Let me draft my first step of what I need to do. And what can I be consistent with? Simplify it. This is how you get it done. There's so many marketing techniques. Oh, what do you... I simplified it. I'm, I am never, you're not going to see your girl going to mixers and shaking hands and kissing babies. I love people, but I don't love it. Just, it's energy sucking. I took the Meyer, Myers-Briggs and I'm an INFJ. And being in crowds and around people as though, even though I um, love people and I have the gift of the gap, it's so draining I don't enjoy to do it a lot. So I knew that that wasn't going to be a part of my marketing plan. My marketing plan is basically all digital and referral-based to people who are satisfied with my work product. And I'm cool with that. You don't have to do all the things. Choose one thing, simplify it, and choose a thing that you believe you can be consistent with and start there. Okay, there is no pill that's going to make you lose 50 pounds. There's no one thing a guru is going to tell you that's going to make you a seven figures. It's a, it's a collective of a lot of small, minute things that you do and you build the confidence by being consistent and moving forward. That's the word. Well, uh, that's today's podcast. I enjoyed talking to you guys. 
I missed my friends in my head. Um, I love you guys. I'm sending you love and light. Regardless of who the president is, what's happening with COVID, if you're single or not on Valentine's Day and all the external minutia, you have the ability to be great. You have the ability to be successful. And to me, that means whatever is inside of you, whatever you're pregnant with, whatever you're pregnant with, you focus, you simplify, you make a plan and you execute. And all the beautiful things are gonna come from that. And my money's on you, okay? Well, that's today's episode. I enjoyed it. Until next time, let's go get them, unicorns. Want to be a part of a community of amazing women unicorns crushing it in life and business? Then head over to our private Facebook community, The Unicorn Entrepreneur. It's free and fabulous. The benefits are plentiful. Community of forward-thinking women, access to me. And if you're enjoying the conversations we're having here on the podcast, we continue some of those conversations and we deep dive. We look forward to serving you. Let's go get them, unicorns. Unicorns.